Welcome to Word on Wearside. I'm Liam Rafferty, joined by Karen Close and Dom Frank. We will also be joined by local journalist Daniel Wills, who has agreed to give up his time to talk about all things football. Today we're going to be discussing transfer stories. The first one we'll discuss is Thomas Party. Apparently he's handed in a transfer request to Arsenal. Talks of Juventus coming in for him. What's your thoughts on that? I think Thomas Partey is a quality player. And first and foremost, I think um, if he wants to leave, he should be left uh, let to go. I don't think that Thomas Partey is currently the right fit for Arsenal with um, the three-man midfield that they've got. I think he'd um, be lucky to get in when he's back from injury. So I do think that it would be better for his career if he was away. Do you not think that Thomas Partey is better than Jorginho though? Not necessarily, because I think Partey on his day is a better player. But I think Jorginho is, right now, he's better at progressing the ball. And I think that's what Arsenal will lead. Um, he's also a quite good replacement for Rice, if Rice is ever injured. So, whilst Partey's a good player, I think if he wants to leave, there's no point in keeping him. Thomas Partey is an interesting one. He was quite integral to Arsenal last season when they went on that title charge. And was very much in that side for Mikel Arteta a lot. But then this season, he's really fallen out of favour. Which comes as a bit of a surprise, to be honest, because he was performing well last season. I think he has had a couple of injuries this season, which has probably reduced his chances of getting back in the team. Because, of course, you then got to play your way back in when Arsenal are playing as well as they are. That's always going to be difficult. So, if, if he's not happy there and he's not getting the game time that he thinks he deserves... Clearly, he should probably leave. Clearly, Arsenal aren't missing him enough to put him back in because he's he's not playing. So, I can't see another Premier League club taking a gamble on him, to be honest. As, as good as he has been for Arsenal, I feel like I don't know. I just I can't see him fitting into many other Premier League clubs, to be honest. Uh, so, I think if he was going to leave, he'd probably go abroad. Obviously, that opens up an array of options as to where he could go. Arsenal clearly on suffering the effects of him not playing, I think, is, is, is the main point because they're still challenging at the top without him being inside. I, I wouldn't be surprised if he, if he did leave either in January or the summer, but in terms of where he would go, I'd say abroad, but I couldn't put a, a singular club on that. Wasn't he playing, uh, was it left back or right back at the start of the season? I think it was left back. I'm surprised at the party story I just heard about it there. Um, but they were all loving him last season, weren't they? Yeah, he was him and Jacker, but obviously Jacker's only left to leave accusing. But Jacker was on hot water for a while, wasn't he? Um, it was Arteta that kind of revitalised his career. Yeah, I mean, it was only a few seasons ago when he threw the uh, captain's arm man on the floor. Told the Emirates is a better word to do one. Granit Xhaka is a player who Arsenal fans were really unfond of for quite a long time. I think he was captain, of course, and then he, you know, he he made those gestures on the pitch, and he had really fallen out of favour with the whole fan base just for the way he was acting. He was at times a walking booking, at times a walking red card as well, and I think that lack of discipline on the field really put Arsenal fans off him. But then all of a sudden, he managed to turn things around a little bit and start to play better, and he was a, a good part of Arsenal's revival under Mikel Arteta, even if previously under him, he hadn't been very good, and as, as I say, had been uh, prone to the odd disciplinary issue, but he, he really came into his own towards the end of his time at Arsenal, and, and clearly was a talented footballer, scored some really good goals as well, and was also quite the leader on the pitch, so it shows that he was was a player, but just sometimes let emotions perhaps get the better of him. Although, as I mentioned previously with Thomas Partey, I think again, Arsenal clearly felt that they could progress without him and, well, they, they are doing so. Again, possibly one who Arsenal, you know, they got something for him, he moved on. Probably both 
sides of the deal were were quite happy with that because you know the buying club gets something and Arsenal gets something as well and they've got good service out of him as much as some of the time wasn't the best of service but certainly towards the end so yeah again that's football that's how transfers work so I think he was probably right to leave when he did if Arsenal especially thought that they didn't require his services anymore uh, we'll move on to Jesse Lingard still hasn't got a club yet now Jesse Lingard is without a club for the first time in his career after leaving Nottingham Forest at the end of last season. The 30-year-old is in Miami doing some warm weather training as he decides on his next move. If there's ever a more Saudi player that I've ever seen me like. Well, I was talking to him going to Saudi Arabia, but apparently he was asking for too much money, Aye. which is a bit... Uh... Him and Aubameyang. Art Lingard. Yeah. Jesse Lingard. Um, I think he's definitely going to China if this is 2014. Or, or Russia, when uh, they had the money. MLS. Not that bad child, to be fair. I think, well, good as Link, uh, he fits under the same category as Deli Ali, I think. Two players that have got an unbelievable amount of talent and don't show it often enough for one reason or another. I think Jack Wilsh has probably the same as that in the sense that they want, want to play football but they don't want to drop lower leagues to play football. I think Andy Carroll said it a while ago saying that, uh, oh no, it was Troy Deeney, sorry. Troy Deeney said it on Ben Foster's podcast he was like um, you see all these players coming out and saying oh they want to play football but they're not willing to drop lower leagues in terms of transfers they're not willing to come play for someone in League 2 or League 1 just to stay in England they'd rather go abroad and collect loads of money I'd get the bad guy fair enough <laughs> uh, especially at that age I agree but at the same time like if you're so desperate to play football why sit and do nothing when there's yeah. teams in England that will be after you I think Jesse Lingard's already proven that he's he's one of them who's after the money I mean he joined the Forest last season Shows them over West Ham because they were offering more money. Yeah, how much was he uh, getting? It was 200 grand a week, wasn't it? Yeah, it was something stupid. It was only a year contract as well. Yeah, he went back, back to West Ham. He'd have, he'd won the conference league with them last season. Going back to Thomas Partey, I just don't think that he is the right fit for Arsenal right at this current second, especially with the direction Arsenal are going in. If he doesn't want to be there, let him go. I have a, I have a question though because he is one, especially in Arsenal squad, the very young squad. He is one of the most experienced players in that team. Pushing, he is. I think he's pushing 30 now. If you're going to compare it, I'm going to use Newcastle here, but if you're going to compare it to Newcastle, and both clubs are on the rise, and if you look at Newcastle squad, everyone's young, everyone's sort of willing to work for the shirt, work yeah, for the badge. Yeah, but you've got you've still got a few experienced heads in there. We do. Like, Joe Linton is, again, in that prime age. You've still got, like, the back burn is quite... But when you look at, like, even Trippier, and then when you look at Arsenal... It's Thomas Partey, Jorginho's on, and then that's probably about it. But then, you've, but then you've got like even younger players who are willing to take on sort of a massive role, like Declan Rice, for example. Like I just, I don't think Arsenal necessarily need him, and I think that at this current moment in time, with the way that Arsenal are going, whilst they might not have the best squad in the league or the most talented squad in the league, they've definitely got a team that are willing to play for each other and fight for each other. You're right, but I just think at times you need that experienced like head who doesn't get like too, what's the word like. Flustered. Yeah, gets like ready for the pressure and stuff like that. You know what I mean? But when you look at last season, I know he obviously was an experienced player, but Xhaka at Anfield, where he lost his head. And I just think just someone just to walk in and have that like composure about him who can keep calm under any circumstance. And I think Thomas Party is that. Whereas you look where, where everyone else is like young, hungry, and they the play for the motion. I think the perfect example is uh, Ramsdale. He definitely gets emotional when he plays. Doesn't really play anymore, to be fair. Like, uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, like if you if you don't want to be there, why stay? Like football, especially in this day and age, is, you need to have a certain amount of willingness to play. You can't just be talent. So for that reason, like I'd, I'd, if I was Arsenal, I looked for more. Uh, keeping with Arsenal, I've just mentioned the Ramsdale thing. Where does he go? Because I think Riot is the number one now. But once again, Aaron Ramsdale with the heroics. I'd take him up, yeah. Well, you, you would be an improvement on Pope. How old is he now? He's not that. He's not. I think he's twenty-seven. Right. Mate. He's younger than that. 
Surely younger than that. I thought he was younger. Um, do you see Southgate saying that he might leave him out the squad because he's not had enough minutes at Arsenal? Well, I think that's just stupid because he's better than Pickford's. He's better than Pope. But Southgate's England squad is based off what? Exactly. Yeah, but he's, he's kept Maguire in there. Maguire didn't play a lot last season. He's kept uh, Calvin Phillips in as well. Jordan Henderson. Like These players that don't get minutes and don't play in Dodge don't even play in England anymore. Bottom line is Southgate picked his squad based off favourites. I'm trying to think oh, where it'd be a good fit for him. I think Newcastle would be a, a definitely a good shout. I think he's slightly overrated, Ramsdale. Actually, uh, I, don't, I think he's top a uh, top six keeper. Like. I would tend to agree. I would say that he's not like an elite keeper, but in, he's a he's a modern goalkeeper in the sense that he's decent enough at shot stopping, but he's also very good with his feet. Yeah. Um. And you look at someone like Pope who cannot kick a ball to save his life. He's a massive improvement. Pope is a cracking goalkeeper in terms of an old traditional goalkeeper. He's great at, stop, at stopping shots, him and crosses and everything like that. He's, he's brilliant. But with the ball at his feet, he's just not the one like Nick Nick Pope is an interesting one because Nick Pope's a fantastic shot stopper possibly one of the best in the league but then again with his feet he's really quite poor you always seem a little bit well at least I do I I always seem quite nervous whenever he gets on the ball whenever the ball's played back to him by one of the defenders Uh, he often puts his goal kicks out for throw-ins and just overall, his distribution is not great. Now, it's quite hard to come across a goalkeeper who actually has both good distribution and good shot-stopping. I think Alison Becker of Liverpool is certainly one of those, but it's a, it is quite a, a rare thing to find. Jordan Pickford is perhaps one who's really good with his feet. It is quite a good shot-stopper, but sometimes his height can let him down a little bit. So with Nick Pope, I think, I think he's one who Newcastle will upgrade on eventually, certainly for what he's been worth. So far at Newcastle, he's been fantastic. Speaking of Newcastle, how many injuries do you have now on the top of my head? Oh, God. Botman, Isaac now, Elliot Anderson, Tonali suspended. Who else am I missing? Jacob Murphy. Yeah, Jacob oh, Murphy's God. out, yeah. Harvey Barnes, uh, Lewis Miley. Uh, I had to vote it. So with January coming up, who would you be looking at? Who would you want to sign? Would you, so you'd want Ramsdale, would you? That's an interesting one because obviously he's a lot better with his feet than Nick Pope is. And that is something that Newcastle are looking for in a goalkeeper but I don't think he's as good of a shot stopper as Nick Pope is. And that's where it's interesting because you've got to find that balance between what you want more. Do you want a, a goalkeeper who's good, obviously, at shot stopping and being a traditional goalkeeper, which Nick Pope is, but then you've got Ramsdale, who's perhaps a more modern goalkeeper, but I think is prone to more mistakes than Nick Pope is in terms of command of area and shot stopping. And so I... I don't think Ramsdale is better enough than Pope to warrant him being signed by Newcastle. I think if Newcastle were going to upgrade on Pope, they want someone a lot better. And I don't think Ramsdale fits that bill. As good as he is with his feet, because his shot stopping isn't as good as Pope's, I don't think it warrants him being brought in to replace Pope. Like, we don't need a goalkeeper. Pope's still a good enough, like, he's still more than good enough to play for us. But if Ramsey was offered to it, I would 100% take it. Same with other players. Personnel-wise, I don't really know. Um, we definitely need centre-half because at the minute, Shaw, Lascelles and Botman. That is it. Dummett plays there, but Dummett isn't a centre-half. He's barely a footballer. <laughs> I'd definitely go out and say, well, ultimately you need someone that's going to come in 10 years younger than Shaw. Be, be there for the foreseeable future. Obviously, we've done that with Lewis Hall and Livermento. We've, we've got a very young squad. But I just I think that would definitely need a centre half in terms of who we could possibly get. Pull one out of thin air. Maybe he's not because he's too old. I was going to say Ginter, but he's at least 28, 29. Maybe if we could prize Tomori away from Milan, that would be good. But I just, I just can't see it. Would you want Newcastle in the race for Ivan Tony in January? It's Tony! Oh, would you believe it? Good question. Good question. No, 
I wouldn't. And it's purely because we've got two very good strikers that you don't want to upset from game time. And I think not if the well obviously if they're both fit they get your twenty plus goals in a season. How old's Wilson now though? Thirty. He's getting on. What are you think in like another two years realistically? But like how old's Tony? Twenty five, twenty six. Yeah. He's actually he's actually younger than that. He's actually twenty two, twenty three. If there's Sal Wilson. Oh yeah, I would agree with that. Tony would be I think a much better improvement. And he's one um I know obviously he's out at the moment with the betting scandal but he's one of them who keeps himself fit as well for a long time whereas Isaac isn't that he can't keep himself fit and neither is Wilson I think that if you're just deviating away from Newcastle for a second I think Tony goes to Spurs I think Tony goes to Chelsea to be honest you reckon Chelsea need him like but Chelsea ruined number nine it's just in that DNA and as much as I criticise Spurs for just being a bottle job club. I do think that Spurs are on the up now, which is slightly frustrating for Newcastle fan. I, I I agree that Spurs perform better, but I also think it's. I mean, it, going off past seasons where they get too excited about a manager, I mean, they've done it under Conte, uh, Mourinho for a little bit of time. I think eventually they will they will fall off again, just because they have the history of doing. It. I know Ange's doing all right, and I know he didn't have any expectation on him. I completely agree with you. I think that it's, there's something instilled within Tottenham that will not let them win a trophy. Well, I mean, you've seen it now. Chelsea game last week. I mean, they were down to nine men, but like... Yeah, but the the, the tactics they lined up with was just stupid. It was just like a line. I mean, they should have had, they should have had the game put to bed before they had the man sent off. It was a good game, that one. Is. And that's it for this week on Word on We Are Side. Thank you very much for listening. We'll see you next time.